Well, you only live once, maybe not. And this life right now might be all we've got. So let's contemplate the hereafter while we speculate with some laughter about this grim thing that happens to us all after that final curtain call. But before you take that final breath, let's laugh about, let's laugh about Welcome to Let's Laugh About Death, the dramedy podcast that celebrates life while contemplating the inevitable. I'm your host, Tim Rooney, and I just want to say I'm grateful. I'm grateful for all the listeners that I've got. I was looking at my numbers on my podcast hosting site, and I saw that I've got listeners all over the world. And honestly, that blows my mind. It's just kind of starting out, and here I am. I've already got people who are giving enough of a shit to just tune into my little show here. So, to you, thank you. It just, it amazes me that I've got listeners in New Zealand and Romania and, jeez, oh, it's, it just, it's crazy, you know. I've got people in all over the United States, states I've never visited, people in Canada, and, uh, of course, I've got a small group in the Netherlands, so don't think I forgot about you. So, nice little shout-out to you guys, thank you. And, uh... It just, it, it blows my mind, and, and I guess that's one of the things I want to talk about today is the concept of gratitude. You know, we all have a lot of things going on in our lives that suck, but we have a lot more things that are going on that are good. Well, number one, we're alive. We have to keep that in mind. We have to remember, no matter what happens, we're still moving. And we've got things that some people would just beg for, you know, or kill for. Just things such as... If you've got a job, even if your job sucks, there are people who want a job. If you've got health, you know, I've got, I have a lot of things that are wrong with me in terms of health, but none of them are terminal, at least not that I'm aware of, you know, knock on wood. But uh, it's just a matter of putting things in perspective. And there are people out there who are listening possibly or, or know people who are not going to see Christmas. So think about that. There are people who... They're going on a plane to someplace and they're never going to see their loved one again. Just things of that nature. So put things in perspective. Be grateful. Another thing also that, uh, that I've, I've taken a habit of, of writing these things that I'm grateful down, but I've also uh, used a, a journal. I call it a brag journal. Keep in mind, every one of you that's listening is amazing. Every one of you has something to be proud of. We may not remember that, but you may have been captain of a bowling team or or you make a hell of a you know freaking burrito who knows whatever it happens to be you know your omelet is incredible everybody wants to come over for your omelets so write these things down remind yourself you're amazing we're all amazing people like to sit there and, and tear you down but the the biggest critic is yourself at least that's the case of most people myself included we have a tendency to sit there and beat ourselves up so stop it I need to stop it. We all need to stop it. Brag yourself up, if anything, to yourself. So just wanted to say that. Now, on a different note, I want to talk about my guest. Her name is Meg McCabe, and she is an eating disorder recovery coach. She goes into some of that on the episode, and uh, it's very interesting. It uh, gives you kind of an idea of another thing you can overcome. And uh, 
What's interesting about our conversation is it sounds like we've known each other for a while. And honestly, this was the first time I met her. You can hear it. We started laughing right away, making jokes. And it was a very cool episode. Very cool insights into what possibly happens when we die. I think you're going to enjoy this one. I know I enjoyed it. I was very excited by the outcome after uh, we finished. So here's my conversation with Meg. And uh, enjoy. Too. I'm obsessed with bubbling water right now. Absolutely. We should mention it like six times yeah. throughout the episode. Get some sponsorship. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, Meg, um, you know, this is uh, the other podcast within the Randomify Network. And, uh, you know, for the listeners, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background. And we're not going to go so much into what you guys discussed before because it's a whole different yep. topic. Yep. This is This is kind of the... Not to be morbid, the aftermath of that. But, <laughs> no, but the other side of the coin. The other side of that coin. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it just uh, just more so, because this is one of those topics that fascinates me because it's mm-hmm. everybody's going to experience it. Yeah. You know, this isn't something that just happens to some people. So it's kind of like, I'm curious to see what people think, you know. Yeah. But uh, we won't get into that right now. Give us give us a little bit of background. Give uh, Tell us about yourself. Okay. Well, thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely. I'm very fascinated by this topic also, so I'm excited to dive in. Um, my name is Meg McCabe. I am professionally an eating disorder recovery coach. Nice. Um, I'm also, I consider myself to be really outgoing. I consider myself to be extroverted. Um, nice. I'm close with my family and friends. Very social. I don't know. I just have a. I could go any direction when that's someone good. asks me about myself. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> that's because I know. I know that. Um, you know, like some people would think I'm extroverted, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of one of those omniverts. You know, I'm the kind of person I'll go to a party and hang on the wall, but then other yeah. times, depending <laughs> on my mood, you know. Yeah. So. I found recently. So growing up, I was really extroverted. I've always been extroverted personality wise. Okay. But I am one of those people who needs to like recharge alone. That I get. I and totally so get that. Yeah. I realize that now. Like, I need alone time, and that's what gets me to turn into my social social self. Yeah. No, that makes that makes total <laughs> sense. Yeah, because it's uh, yeah, recharging your engine, so to speak, or uh, battery rather. Yeah. You know? But uh, engine, if you're like a Tesla, I guess. So. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's me. Yeah, yeah. You know. So um, uh, and and what what kind of uh, you you mentioned that you're an eating disorder uh, uh coach. Yeah. Uh, recovery coach. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, my I re- fully recovered from an eating disorder. So I've turned my career um, of life coaching. I've niched it out a little bit. So Definitely. now it's. Um, focusing on improving people's relationships with food and their bodies and um, helping them make food less complicated. And so they're more free instead of obsessed with food, which people who fall into diet culture tend to, they could go into a very extreme route that turns into an eating disorder. So that's kind of what I do um, with that. That's, you know, and that's interesting. So... Excuse me. Do you deal in? Because I myself was kind of addicted to fast food. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's almost like I know 
you, because I, I, I listened to your episode with Chris, oh, and yeah. I know your your disorders were kind of on the opposite end of that. Yes. Um, whereas me, I, and I, I haven't I haven't been real bad about that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I still eat kind of crappy. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't be in <laughs> shape I'm in. But uh, you know, my wife, uh, she's very mindful about what she mm-hmm. eats and everything, and, and she's vegan, and so we kind of eat kind of a mixture of that, you know, um, uh, not saying that that's a preferred way to eat, but that's just what she is. And so we eat a lot more vegetables and everything. So at home I eat more that way, you know, but, um, she, um, when I was, I used to work third shift and I would literally plan my week around what fast food I was going to eat that night. Wow. You know, and I would, I would quote unquote test myself by driving down fast food row and be like, I didn't stop off at Burger King or something, you know? Yeah. So it was bad. It was pretty bad. You know, I mean, food has a weird way about it. Like people become obsessive about it. It's a way to control yourself. It's a way to control your body. It's a way to control your thoughts. Well, and everything comes down to diet, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, not, on the subject, a lot of, of it does. It does. It yeah. does, and diet in a sense of not like losing weight, but no. just like diet is in what you're eating every day. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, and um, in fact, I uh, I was diagnosed uh, like I had been pre-diabetic forever, and then I was diagnosed diabetic. Like oh. I had to take the courses, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And just through diet, I managed to lose about forty-five pounds or so, yeah. and reverse my diabetes just through what I was eating. Honestly, that is. Probably one of the main, like, most legit reasons a person could go on a diet. Oh, yeah. It's for health. For health. Yeah. Yep. I don't care. If I if I look the same way I am right now, because honestly, and this is something I was talking with a friend of mine uh, at work the other day, I'm, I've made peace with my physical appearance. Yeah. You know, um, probably never going to change much from this. You know, I'm going to still be on the spectrum for the most part. But this isn't me. You know what I mean? It's my body. It's mm-hmm. my meat suit. It's mm-hmm. my vehicle, whatever you want to call yeah. it. You know, there's more to everybody than just what you physically look like, you know? And that's kind of how I've come to make peace with it. And someone would go, yeah, you're just making excuses for being fat. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, it's like we're, we're trained as coaches to really think of it as your earth suit. Yes, exactly. You're, 100%. You are just living within your earth suit. You are you are a soul. You totally. Are, you are being, and it's more about connecting with your soul and who you can be like outside of your well in your body but there's just so much more to it absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely there's i mean there's depending on you know how you look at it through psychological you know psychiatry type standpoint your id and your ego and your yada 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 and then there's a the soul and uh yeah and the um uh, oh geez what am i trying to say the consciousness and the subconsciousness yeah. and all those different levels yeah mm-hmm. you know and it's like when i started thinking about that i'm like you know what i just want to get healthy for me yep. you know not how I appear, not anything like that. Um, and also, you know, to be around for my kid for a while, you mm-hmm. know, just things like that. So, but uh, yeah, that's that's awesome that you, um, you know, that you work with people to kind of, d- do you get into that whole subject when you're doing all your... Oh, 100%. We get into motivations for awesome. dieting. I usually help people break free from the diet mentality because a lot of people have gotten into um, an eating disorder, have taken it to the extreme and yeah. it's almost like a food obsession gotcha. and um, like clean eating becomes militant you okay. know, and inflexible. Okay. OCD and, yeah, with it. Yeah. Gotcha. Or you're okay. turning to really bad behaviors. Um, so I try to help people realize, you know, what 
they're if their thinking is disordered like are you do you have a lot of food rules do gotcha. you deny yourself a lot of food are you restricting things and is it for health or is it you know or is it because you want to control something or are you coping for something okay. or are you um it, yeah it's really like control or coping or yeah. Yeah. No, that, that makes total <laughs> sense. I mean, well, and, and, and that's the thing is, like you said, food comes into so many different levels. I mean, food, food for me is, I mean, they don't call it comfort food for nothing. You know, when you yeah. have certain types yeah. of comfort food, it's, it's, you know, I, I will eat some garbage because of the endorphins that it gives me mm-hmm. for a while. It's mm-hmm. a chocolate bar it kind of thing. Delicious. You know? yeah, it tastes it's delicious. It tastes delicious. Totally. I'm yeah. not even that great. I don't have a balance. I mean, I'm all over the map with food too. I'm <laughs> I'm not into the wellness world. I will have like pizza for lunch and oh, dinner yeah. and dessert. Like it really just depends on what's, what is available and if I'm willing to put intention into my choices on yeah. that day. Yeah, no, Sometimes that, that I'm makes not. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, and you know, and you can do you could slip once in a while. You know, mm-hmm. any of the the diet type books and when I say diet, it's not again, it's not yeah. to lose weight, it's for the health purposes. Mm-hmm. A lot of the diet books that my wife reads, she she really uh, gets into all that. They talk have a slip meal here and there, you know. You don't have to be 100% yeah. militant, you know. Yeah, and you want to you don't even want to think of it as a slip. You want to think of it as being human and like yeah, totally. being listening to your body and your craving. Like if you are craving fast food, you might as well honor that craving. Mm-hmm. And if you are going to eat a lot of fast food, your body's really smart. Eventually you're going to start craving those healthy veggies again. Yes, so and there is that totally swing right. back and forth and yeah. Um, it's all really interesting to get into, but I know that's not exactly what this podcast is about. Well, we go really far into it. If oh, you want. totally, yeah. <laughs> well, but I mean, in the same sense, though, what is the opposite of treating your body properly? Oh man, you know, I mean, but what is the end result? I mean, mm. I, granted, and that's what I'm saying mm. is, is it does kind of tie in. Because, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you know, so it's like, yeah, I mean. Sure, you could treat your body poorly and 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 have debilitating uh, diseases and mm-hmm. uh, um, you know or diabetes or complications from diabetes, et cetera, et cetera, or whatever it happens to be. Um, or on the flip side, you can lack nutrition. You can start, you know, uh, uh, what's the word, emaciating? Yeah, you you know, you'd be become like really emaciated. Yeah, and exactly. Skeletal, you know, skeletal, and then you then that's that's just as bad on the other end of the spectrum. Yep, you know. And of course, if you do too much of either, it ends in what this podcast is about. So. <laughs> True, actually, eating disorders. Did you know um, eating disorders have the highest mortality rate, really, uh, due to suicide? So people with um, eating gotcha. disorders, they're it's actually a form of self harm. Yeah, no, that makes yeah, sense. So yeah, so they're used to hurting them. I don't want to speak in like total umbrella no, term. No, no, no. But a person with an eating disorder ha- is used to causing themselves suffering or, like, pain. Okay. And um, they've come to terms with self-harm. And so I guess there is a high, there is a high rate of suicide among the eating disorder population. Yeah. that Well, mm-hmm. I mean, and let's be honest. It's – and again, on both ends of the spectrum – you know, like in my case, being overeating, and in what you've discussed in the other podcast of mm-hmm. an undereating, mm-hmm. it's a what I would imagine is somehow related to like a self esteem, which mm-hmm. is a self punishment, which is self harm, which is yeah. yeah, it all ties in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, you know, and that's why I've, I finally, you know, I tried to just kind of not worry so much about body image. Yeah, because again, like you said, I like that earth suit. 
You know? It is your Earth suit. It's totally, yeah. Body image is so hard to wrap your head around, and it's really just better to relax a little bit. Like, oh, yeah. I think when when everyone's growing up and they're like, am I attractive? Yeah. Am yeah. I socially valid? There's all these concerns about look, but the second you like kind of lighten up on that, your world really opens. Oh, and you totally. Can just accept yourself. Totally. That's, mm-hmm. you know, and and I think, honestly, not to get too much off of that topic, but I think that's one of the things about our society in general is the fact that everybody's so worried about image, not even just body image, but material image. And, you know, the house they own, the car they drive, the clothes they wear, the brands they have, all that kind of stuff. And that causes a lot of stress on people. You know, yeah. it's unnecessary stress. It's mm-hmm. all, it all comes down to different on the color wheel of body image, it's all different things on the color wheel, you know, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying you can't have those things, but it's like, if that takes more precedence over the real important things Mm -hmm. in life, you Mm -hmm. know, it's kind of like, I don't know. I think people who, who focus on that more than, you know, just being happy are doing self-harm too. Oh, I, I totally agree. You know, like, um, being a workaholic could be a form of self-harm because you're taking away from... Your loved ones, your friends, family. Totally. And your own time. happiness. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. And, and again, it, it, you know, some people would say, well, I was, I was raised that way and I was, you know, I was, that's, that's a, a thing that I do. That's what is ingrained in me is that, you know, workaholic, you know, that, that hell, that whole, uh, uh, striving to achieve more and all that. But it's like, yeah, but are you happy? Yeah. You know? And it's like, if you're not happy doing what you're doing, then maybe you're not doing the right thing. Yeah. And I see that a lot with, uh, dieting. Like people believe, I will be happy when totally I lose this amount of weight or like, I will be happy when I get promoted or I will like, everyone's waiting for that happiness. And that's when you have to notice, okay, why am I working so hard towards this, this thing? Why it, it's because I think it will make me happy. Yeah. Well, I mean, how many times, uh, how many times have you bought something? I know I've done this, you know, (laughs) you buy something and you're like, this is going to be incredible. Or, you know, there was an analogy that I heard when I was younger, where it was like, someone wants to get this particular car. We'll just say Corvette, whatever. And they get the Corvette and it's the greatest thing. It's the most amazing thing they've ever had. A couple months later, it's like, man, this car is great. A few months after that, it's like, yeah, no, it's, it's nice. And then after that, it's a car. Exactly. It's a car payment. It's insurance. It's don't scratch it. I'm worried about it. You know what I mean? It's there, that it becomes almost a, a ball and chain, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, or more importantly, it becomes just one more thing for you to worry about. Yeah. You know? True. And so, and, and again, I'm not saying don't go for the Corvette. I'm not saying don't aim for that, but don't make that your primary focus. Exactly. You know? So if you can do something that you enjoy and happen to be able to get a Corvette, cool, you know? Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I just, I, I, and I think all that, the whole body image and the whole status and the whole, um, you know, people thinking they need things and, and, and moments to make them happy. And I'm, I'm only just now learning to be happy in the moment, you know, oh, and I've heard that it forever. Is, it is definitely one of those things you have to reconnect to, Yeah, you know, cause when we're all kids, we learned how to be happy in the moment. And, yeah, totally. Um, it's interesting to ask yourself, like, what is it that makes you happy in the moment? I've I recently realized I could dance my whole life <laughs> and I would be that is the one thing I do that makes me feel so present and so happy nice. and so alive. I could have no money, no job and if someone was like, "Hey, you can you can just listen to music and dance and like express yourself 
for you know yeah. I would just be thrilled. Yeah, like exactly. My favorite thing. If that if you could make that your living. Yeah, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, and just be like, you know what? This is if I dance and do this, and I'm happy, and I'm and I'm connecting with the music, and it provided a roof over my head and food and everything yeah. else I need. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, I get it's it. like Me, a, a soul thing. Like this is. I realize there's like feeling present. Yeah. in doing that, like I'm in my body. I'm expressing myself. I'm totally. listening to music. It's just so much different than. Um, getting happiness from like an external. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. From from a from a eighty inch screen TV or whatever. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah. I mean, you know, I have a list of things I would like, but <laughs> oh yeah. And again, you know, it, it, go for them, have yeah. them. You know, because it's like okay, well maybe maybe you can get that big screen TV and put music on it and a camera watching you dance. You know, who knows? <laughs> and then maybe you could tie it into that. But it's uh. You know, and again, I'm not. I'm not trying to be all like you know. Everybody should live in a in a yurt out mm-hmm. in the woods kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's just more of a. It's kind of like there's nothing wrong with being rich. There's oh, nothing yeah. wrong with that. That's you know? the thing. Like being an entrepreneur, I had to really do a lot of work on my oh, money mindset. Uh, me too. Totally. And so I'm like a shark now with money. Like I'm <laughs> unrelentless. Like I ask uncomfortable money questions to people all the time, and I forget nice. that they're not an entrepreneur. Like I'll be like, "How much money are you making doing that? How much do you charge?" Because that's like entrepreneur talk. Absolutely. And then, yeah. Like, everyone's like, "Oh, I can't believe you said you're talking about <laughs> like money. It's so personal." I'm like, it doesn't have to be. It and, doesn't have to be. Yeah. I talk all the time about money, and I've had some financial issues, and I'll tell people straight on the air. You know, it's just like, yeah, you know, whatever it yeah. happens. Money is money is a representation of value. Exactly. That's all it is. Yeah. You know, and that's that's the thing is it's like a lot of people think that, you know, you have you have too much money and you're an evil person. You mm-hmm. don't have enough money and you know you're doing something wrong. Whatever. It's like no. It's a matter. It's it's how you it's how you value your time. It's what you charge for a certain service. Yeah. You know, and that's and and again. The only thing we've all been raised, you know, with Scrooge McDuck and things like that. Yeah. Where if you have money, you're an evil person, you know, or 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 whatever. And it's like, no, it's having money is not a problem. Having money is not evil. It's it's the like going after money as your sole thing and ruining everything else. Mm-hmm. You know, laying waste to everything else, friendships, uh, relationships, anything like that, and basically greed. Greed, you know, yeah. greed is what the problem is, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, um, yeah, because I personally, I would love to make, my goal is to make enough money to where I can start doing some cool stuff with it. Yeah. You know, helping other people, starting charities, whatever, you know, because mm-hmm. I am, I'm, I've been an entrepreneur for ever, not a very mm-hmm. successful one because <laughs> I'm still working a nine to five, yeah. but uh, yeah, no, I get that. I get that spirit and the creative side too. Exactly. You know? It's so yeah. much fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... But, um, yeah, so now we're going to switch gears. Woo-hoo. Let's talk about death. <laughs> Let's talk about death. Um, <laughs> no, but, uh, uh, and again, this is a subject that has fascinated me forever, too. You know, mm-hmm. um, I've had it in my life in several different ways. Um, to give you a little background on myself on what even sparked me to want to do this is last year I had, uh, 2018 was an interesting year, financially and with uh, friends and that. But I had a close friend of 30 years die in April. Just okay. suddenly, all of a sudden, wow. I got a phone call from his cousin, and I'm like, I knew what happened, you mm-hmm. know. And then a mutual friend of ours died a couple months later that we mm-hmm. had had a friend, you know, was a friend for 25 years. And then a couple months, not even a, about a month after that, my brother died. Oh so my it was gosh. just like, yeah, it was just what boom, boom, boom. Year. Oh, yeah, it sucked. And then, uh, 
But, you know, I sit there and I'm like, I've had death around me my whole life. My dad died when I was 11. You know, all my grandparents were gone by the time I was 13. So Mm -hmm. it was like, you know, and I didn't really know them that well anyway. But um, it's been a subject I've been fascinated with. Plus, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe it's because I'm born on Halloween. Oh, (laughs) that's not a coincidence. Yeah, really. That is not a coincidence. (laughs) Right? So... When you said you've been, you know, you've been interested in the topic and fascinated in the topic, um, what kind of, what kind of stuff, uh, you know, well, basically that's what got me kind of thinking, hey, I'm, whoa, I'm just going to bang this around. <laughs> I talk with my hands too. So. I talk all over. Yeah. Yeah, if you notice, I'm talking around the microphone. <laughs> so that was me banging the microphone here. So everybody, but uh, um, what, what, what has you interested in the uh, subject yourself? What, uh, you know, I'm actually, I'm first of all, thankful because. My parents are still here. Nice. I still have two grand. My both my grandmothers are still alive. That's awesome. Um, what fascinates me about the subject is that I'm a very spiritual person. Nice. So I okay. like to talk about what could happen after. Yes. yes after yes. you die and earth suit. Um, or yeah, yeah. <laughs> once you shed the earth suit. Yeah. What happens? And so that's what really fascinates me about death. I also used to work as an This is a fun fact. My 9 to 5, I was an injury prevention coordinator at a trauma hospital. Really? So I would educate people on how to prevent themselves from dying, basically, (laughs) or from injuring themselves. Yeah. Uh, So I would go, I would talk, I would, I installed car seats. I've been a certified car seat uh, installer for six years. So it's all about like accidents and preventing. So if I think about death, another thing that kind of scares me Uh is are those sudden deaths um, where they're unexplained or they're, or they could have been prevented. Like you didn't wear a seatbelt or you didn't, um, I don't know. You didn't look before crossing the street. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that role also has made me more intrigued. That's interesting. It's opened my eyes to, how like get it? I don't know how you could just lose your life. Oh, absolutely! At and that's any moment, absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. and and I think that's what's so. Honestly, I think that's kind of what's awesome about our lives is the fact that they can be taken away like yeah. that. You know, mm-hmm. awesome in the sense of hey, it's pretty cool. We could all die out. You know, but awesome <laughs> in the sense of just wow. You know, I know it's really humbling when it's you humbling. hear of these tragedies like. Someone close to you loses someone important or yeah. they're in a really terrible a- accident or something. And that's when you really come back into yourself and you realize, like, why am I stressing out about yes. X, Y, and Z, all these petty arguments or all Absolutely. These, you're like, oh, my God, this isn't even worth my breath. No, because in the grand scheme of things, it's all trivial. Oh, yeah. All of it. Everything. It's true. You know, the mortgage, the car payment. The job, the boss that sucks, you know, the TPS reports. Yeah, life. Yeah, pretty much everything in life is trivial, you know. Potentially your own life could be trivial. Yeah. Like none of us really know why we're here. No. You know, and that's the thing is, 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 um, you know, and and an example I always think about is, you know, it's like, uh, I think this is kind of like a roller coaster ride. You know, mm-hmm. we're up, we're up in wherever. Actually, everybody thinks that, you know, the afterlife or the, or the uh, uh, ether, whatever is up. I mean, for all we know, it's around us. You know, because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you talk on a quantum level, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff, there's multiple dimensions. It could be, for all we know, when we die, we're going to be here, you know? Wow. I mean, I never think thought about of it. That. Yeah. You know, I mean, for, and for all we know that it's just one additional dimension. Yep. In the same, 
level of existence, mm-hmm. in, you know, if you think of it in terms of planes, you know, but mm-hmm. it's just another side, you know, so, but, uh, you know, so everybody's always like, they look up for heaven. It's like, heaven could be right here, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, Belinda Carlisle, heaven is a place on earth. Well, <laughs> 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 figuratively speaking, <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things though, where, you know, I think. One of the, because I've got so many different concepts of what de- what the afterlife could be, mm. is maybe we're, you know, maybe we're on a, like at a Disney World and we're riding that ride, you know, called whatever, human life, you know, <laughs> and we hop on and we, we do the roller coaster. through the line and I'm in life now, I'm yeah, born. Totally, exactly. You know, that everybody else is watching us from a distance going, yeah, oh, you blew that one, <laughs> yeah. you know, that kind of thing, you oh, know. Oh, like a game show Like a something. game show, yeah, yeah, yeah no kidding. Oh, oh my yeah, God. Totally. That, the, the game of life. There we go. Oh, <laughs> Oh my gosh! Everyone's voting for their favorite characters. Tuning it, totally, in. yeah. Oh. They're watching it like a yeah, like a, uh, a reality TV. Yeah, you know. Or for all we know, we're in you know we're in a simulator. You know. Oh, there's so many possibilities. That... There's so many, and that's you know that's what's that's what I love about the subject, and that's why you know I, I've told people about this podcast, and they're they're almost offended when I tell them the title. It's like no, no, it's not. We're laughing at dead people. We're laughing at misfortune or anything like that. It's like no, we're laughing about. It's basically con- like the podcast says, you know, contemplating the inevitable, you know, yeah. what happens. But let's have fun with it. Let's yeah. make fun. It's you know? almost destigmatizing death. Absolutely. Because death doesn't have to be, I mean, it's a tragedy. Of course it is. Um, but people don't talk about it enough. So that's no. one reason why this podcast is helpful. Yeah. It's the elephant in the room that's, you know, stepping on your foot. You oh, know, it's, exactly. it's one of those things. It's, it's something that everybody's going to face. Whether it happens to them or it happens to somebody else close to them, it's going to happen to everybody. Yeah. You know, you can't, you know, it's not like not everybody's going to buy a house or not everybody's going to, you know, graduate college or whatever. It's like, no, this happens to everybody. It's the it's the great equalizer, you know. So. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, Very real. you know. And I think that's what's neat is because with humanity, this is the one thing that absolutely connects us all. Period. Yep. You know, but it, it transcends race, gender, history, you know, class. Uh, uh, class, politics, all of that. Yeah. You know, it's the one thing we all have in common. And that's undeniable. Yeah. It's really undeniable. So it is a big leveler. It yeah. just brings us all back to being equal. <laughs> it Totally, totally. That's, you know, and that's the thing. And then, therefore, when we, you know, when we do cross over, um, Everybody else on the other side is kind of, you know, like, yeah, what do you think of that? Yeah. I'm going to go back and give it another <laughs> yeah. shot. You know, maybe it's, some people do, you know, yeah. who knows? It just goes to show how all of our souls are equal. Exactly. And then those external factors, what we attach ourselves to in life. Yes. Are the, we think they're deviators. Yeah, and yeah. They're, they're, and they do turn out to be deviators in, of in this worldly life that we have but once you're stripped away of all of that all that's left at least i believe that there is a soul that i do too i absolutely do too and it's 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 i can't remember what the uh the dr seuss book and it basically touches upon this but it was uh it was the characters with the stars on their stomach oh and it was like they all looked (laughs) the same in the book they were called like the i don't know the 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 star studded i don't know but something like that but there were there were different um you know, characters, and they all looked the same. They were like these yellowish type characters, and all of a sudden they were like, "Oh, you've got two stars on your stomach," you know. And uh-huh. us is, uh, and and of course, so they were the they were the pariahs, you know. They're like, "Oh, you you got two stars," you know. <laughs> and it's like, um, 
that that's when it gets to being on the other side. We're going to look at all this stuff and be like, you what? You guys separated yourself by skin color? You separated yourself yeah. by money, by fine, by religion, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, that's why, I mean, not like I'm looking forward to death. It's not that. That belongs on Chris's podcast. No, but uh, it's not, it's not, but I mean, there is a curiosity, not a morbid curiosity of like, you know, I'm fascinated with death and I want to be in a goth metal band, but it's, I'm kind of like, you know what? I'm not afraid of it though. I was going to make a point to say the same exact thing on this podcast. I'm not afraid of death either. Yeah. Because I, I'm, well, first of all, I don't, I'm uncomfortable with my loved ones. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But for me, like once it's over for me. Yeah. Um, I don't feel scared really. I do believe there's something else Mm. and I've liked to think about what it could be like in my head. When when you die and go to heaven, mm-hmm. I mean, you have. You, I've always thought when I was a kid, I used to think, oh, there's going to be a giant movie theater and <laughs> you can rewatch all of your dreams. That could be cool. Wouldn't yeah. that be cool? That would be very cool. I've also thought like you can go – when you go to heaven, you can – choose moments in your life you want to relive or do differently or if it was nice. like the best moment of your life just experience go back and experience it again so yeah you die a 90 year old woman you want to go back to when you're like 18 and yeah you know relive those mo- i always yeah, i like almost to like, think about like, those yeah that's actually a fascinating concept almost like you've got a a DVD collection of your entire yes. life and you could pull it out and go, I'm going to go do just that week. Yeah. And the person who's around you, they're just experiencing you at that time normally. Mm-hmm. That's wild. So you could relive your, your most cherished moments in life. Yeah. And, yeah. and play around with them. That's like cool. say like, okay, like what if I did go to take that vacation or what if I, or I don't know, I don't know where I was going with that, but it's just like playing around with outcomes and then oh, just yeah, come, yeah. Playing around with outcomes, playing around with possibilities, and then just reconnecting with those moments that you would never change. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just yeah. to say, hey, did I make the right choice? Yeah, yeah I guess I did, you know? <laughs> um, and, uh, well, and, and, you know, and that goes back to the whole multi dimensional thing is that there is a thought process that every small decision spawns off another small timeline, oh, which becomes it's so a whole other, you know, there's, quadrillions of multiple dimensions, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Maybe that could be one of those things where you're like, you know what? I graduated high school, valedictorian. I think I'm going to put in this DVD, if you will, you know, as, yeah. a, as a physical <laughs> reference. Yeah. I'm going to go back to my freshman year and I'm going to become a stoner and just drop <laughs> out and let's see where my life yeah. goes from there, you know? How cool would that be? Yeah, you know? And and it's, just try it. It's so funny. Like, wh- I don't have a ton of regrets in life. Yeah. Um, One of my lighthearted regrets, like, I'm not, like, hung up on this, but when I was in high school, I actually had a radio show with my sister. Really? And we loved it. And then when I got to college, they had a radio club and I didn't join it. Oh, man. And I'm sitting here like, what if I did that? You know? Yeah, and yeah. Then you go back and do you that. Die and go to heaven. You can experience it and then see where your life could have gone yeah. just by making that small decision. And in t- you know, and and time is is really irrelevant. You know, we think of time in a linear fashion, but if you're coming from another, you know, uh, alternate dimension, so to speak, yeah, you, know, it, it, you could come. It's almost like um, not quite time travel, but 
you come here, you live all of your life from high school on or college on. You join yeah. that club, you go on, you know. <laughs> and so maybe you can have, you know, life 2.0 or 3.0 or 4.0. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I, I do think that would be the the coolest thing. To that just would be cool. To go back yeah. and re- – and it, what you were saying about time, like time for me, like on this earth is a major stressor. Like oh, I'm yeah. always trying to get places on time. I hate arriving totally. late. I, I sometimes grapple with age, like all these things. And then when you die, time becomes abundant again. Yeah, yeah. You know. So think about that gift. Absolutely. Like you have all the gift in the world, but does that take away the preciousness of those moments? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think in some regards it would mm-hmm. because it's it's kind of like – it would be like, you know, if you love cake – you know, mm-hmm. uh, eating cake and you love, you know, chocolate cream, whatever cake <laughs> and you get that and you're like, I only get this once a year because for whatever reason, I can never find it. I went, had to go back to Boston and get it and blah, blah, blah. And then you get to the other side and you're just surrounded by it. Exactly. And you're like, mm. you know, it's not that. Yeah. I think honestly, I think you're right. I think it would be a case where it's just not as special, but in the yeah. same sense, if you could go and relive that time that you got that cake when you were on the cruise going through the Bahamas or something like that. Okay, yeah, put in that DVD and go relive that, you know? So, yeah, put in the yeah, – and it's still equally as amazing every time you do it. Totally, that would be great. Yeah, because when you're there, you forget yep. that you just came from the other side, Yeah, you know? Um, that well, And that's one thing. My, my When my brother died, I, I tried telling my niece – she's 17. She was 16 at the time, so um, – I know what it's like to lose, you know, a parent at a young age. Um, mm-hmm. But I honestly, I've had this discussion before. I think it's even harder for someone who's like 16, 17, 18 when they're pushing that adult threshold. Oh, definitely. And uh, she, um, I tried telling her, I was like, you know what? But time is irrelevant because think of it this way. You're already there with him. He doesn't miss you. You're missing him, but he doesn't miss you because you're already there for all you know. Like what you were talking about, you're on a DVD right now and you're already there just watching it in that theater, <laughs> oh, you know? So, wow. because again, time, time is, you know, everybody thinks in a linear form, but I remember watching this one, um, video describing how time works and mm-hmm. I, it, you almost need a visual to show it. I could show you, but, uh, so picture, picture if you've got, you know, this, uh, I'll take a piece of paper here. Yeah. So this is a two dimensional plane, you mm-hmm. know? If you've got a two-dimensional plane like this and a three-dimensional character were to pass through that two-dimensional plane, it would look bizarre because you'd only see that sliver mm-hmm. of the two-dimensional being. So time is a fourth dimension. If there was something that could go through backwards and forwards through time or could be on that X, that additional dimension, we wouldn't be able to comprehend it. We would see it as a person living now. But we as beings could be fifth and sixth dimension. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. And I wonder if uh, that's one of the things I've contemplated is maybe that's what we really are, our fifth and sixth dimensions, being able to go back and forth through time, Mm -hmm. you know, because time essentially, if you break it down into moments, it's like a slice of bread. It's mm-hmm. a frame from a picture or from a, from a, uh, a moving picture, you know, uh, geez, I'm talking like I'm in the 1920s from one of these talkie films, but, um, <laughs> from a, uh, 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 you know, like, like a still frame from a movie, you mm-hmm. know, is, is, would be the fourth dimension is the way I understand it because it's moving through that fourth dimension. So yeah, you know, we could be fifth dimension beings or sixth dimension beings that can go backwards and forwards, putting in your DVD. And we don't know it. And we don't know it because we on this plane can't comprehend that. Interesting. Well, have you studied anything about 
karma or past lives or a little any bit, of that. little bit. Yeah, yeah, I've always found that like you're just constantly revisiting Earth. Yes, exactly, exactly. And, and this could be my seventh life. This mm-hmm. could be your tenth life. Ten, tenth whatever. life, yeah. And and we don't know it. Yeah, that's well. And I've there been a couple times where I've had some weird stuff happen to me where when I was um, I might even mention this on the podcast before. I had a dream one time where I was in a Chinese bathhouse with my father. I was Chinese, okay? And I had this weird thing in my dream. I had this, but it was like set like a while back. And all of a sudden there were other Asian soldiers like throwing barrels of of like gas and stuff and and, and chemicals and all that kind of stuff into the bathhouse. I didn't know. I'm awful with history. I didn't know Japan attacked China when I had this dream. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa. That's the weird stuff. Like yeah. your dreams kind of, I think they do communicate what your soul has been through in the totally. past. And I've had enough, I've had this weird thing with China since I've been, I've been little, you know, it's always fascinated me. Um, when I was little, the, we had, it was funny. We, I, I'm an Irish Catholic family. <gasps> Ditto, man. <laughs> so there were nine of us. And then in the house next door, there was this, uh, uh, uh Chinese family that moved in, mm-hmm. you know, grandma, grandpa, parents, and a bunch of kids too. And I would go over there when I was real little, I would, I would say I was four or five. And I remember a couple times going over there, but they were teaching me Chinese and I was picking it up like mad. Couldn't tell you anything now. But it was neat because we would have them over for dinner. Mm-hmm. They had to eat with forks. <laughs> We'd go over there for dinner. We had to eat with chopsticks. So it was, <laughs> it was really cool, you know. It is really They're, amazing. Yeah, it was neat. It was neat. But, you know, so it was like almost like it was kind of a tie into that. And then, you know, my kid, he's – when he was about three years old, you know, because I think souls connect with each other. I think they follow each other. Oh, yeah. You that, know? That's called a karmic connection. Connection. Yeah. Out of the blue – when he was about two and a half years old, he says he's going to do great things for the people of China. <laughs> Out of nowhere. And we're like, okay. <laughs> you know? Weird kid. No. Yeah, you know. But it's like, who knows? Maybe he was yeah. my dad in that past life. You know, maybe he was the one in my dream, you know. Exactly. So It's pretty wild. I've actually it, it been is. to a past life reader. Really? Have awesome. You, yeah. And so I didn't even know this really existed until my sister went to a past life reader. Okay. She started telling us. About the previous lives we lived together. Yeah, I have yeah. an identical twin. Yeah, I, I remember. I, again, I listened to the podcast, and I uh-huh. do remember you saying that. So this is cool. This is so you guys again are even more connected yeah. in that regard. So yeah. we've lived a, a few lives together That's already. And awesome. just one thing that totally blew my mind, uh-huh. and I feel like I should share this because this is one reason why I'm so fascinated with death is the concept of past lives. Okay. Um, my sister and I, according to this reader, mm-hmm. we were witches in the Salem witch trial. Oh, wow. And I was the older sister. Okay. So we weren't twins. Yeah. I was the older sister, and um, my my younger sister, Katie, was mm-hmm. very deep into, like, the herbal remedies and gotcha. the witchcraft. Yeah, and yeah. And I was more of, like, a witch advocate. So okay. I would house the Salem witches in my home and hide them. Oh, wow. Okay. And protect them. Yeah. Because my sister was really into the witchcraft. <laughs> and apparently, according to this past life reader, I was one of the first people to be um, hung oh, wow. in the Salem witch trials wow. because I was defending my sister. 
Gotcha. So you were guilty by association, basically. Yeah, I was like, they were like, you're, yeah, guilt. You're Har- like an advocate. Yeah. You're going to, you know, harboring fugitives, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Exactly. So that's always wow. been really fascinating to me. Um, just thinking about how does that translate now? Oh, and then the next part <laughs> of the story was, of course, I hear this and I become fascinated. I start googling. Um, Salem witch martyr because I'm like trying to figure out See if like maybe if it, you could history. find yeah yeah so my name is Margaret Joan McCabe okay? okay that's my full name okay I Google Salem witch martyr I swear to God some like weird glitchy thing happened and up came a person named Margaret Jones wow. and she was hung in Sa- um in Salem oh, and wow. she had um I don't. I didn't get a ton of information about her, but the fact that I didn't even put my name in there. Yeah. And then I I Google, like, Salem Witch Martyr, and then Margaret Jones pops up. She's from (laughs) Connecticut. (laughs) And And I'm from Connecticut. (laughs) So freaking weird. (laughs) I was like, what? This is so – this is bizarre. But see, and that's – and the thing is, is that's another reason why with this podcast is it's like – People, people will sit there and go, well, that's not right. How do you know? Tell me 100% that you, <laughs> that, that couldn't have happened. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause people will sit there and, and, you know, you talk to certain, you know, let's be honest. That's what a lot of wars are fought over is yeah. over beliefs. You know, mm-hmm. uh, this is what I believe in. This is what I believe in, you know, and you're wrong, but I'm right, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and it's like, how do you have 100%? Well, I have faith. Okay. Faith is fine. I, I am not going to knock anybody for their for their beliefs, their religious beliefs, or anything like that. But I just ask, don't knock me for what is possible, because oh, yeah. we don't one hundred percent know. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I'm open minded to a fault. <laughs> yeah, I, always, I am too. As, I as am well. open to listening to someone's beliefs and what Definitely. their possibilities are, and um, I don't. I think that's a better way. I think it's a good way to live. It's, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like. I mean, because again, how many conflicts have been fought over religious beliefs? Not mm-hmm. all, you know. It's it's oil or it's money or it's whatever, but it really comes down. And oil is money, so it's it either comes down to money or it comes down to religion, mm-hmm. you know. And again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say religion is bad. I think religion does serve a purpose. I think religion can be used as a, I guess, a compass. You know, yeah. to kind of give you some kind of a guiding point, you yeah. know, if you need it. You know? I think it provides explanations. Explanations, yeah. And honestly, and I've said this before, I think a lot of it is different different translations of the same explanation, mm-hmm. you know, of ju- and it's all pointing to the same thing, you know, uh, in some form or another. Something greater than us, um, something after this life, you mm-hmm. know, for the vast majority, not all, you mm-hmm. know. Um you know, I mean, there are some religions who are like, no, when you're done, you're done, you know? And it's like, okay, that's fine. That's fine. But, you know, I th- most religions believe in some kind of afterlife, you know? Yeah. And, and I, they always point to compassion and love yes, for the most part. For the so most part. It It is interesting that they're all different interpretations of compassion and love. Exactly. In my opinion, that's no, what I've picked up. I haven't studied religion extensively, but that's what I... I see. And I, I, you know, I grew up in a very religious family and I yeah. still consider myself religious. I mm-hmm. loved the, even the culture of growing up in an Irish Catholic oh, family. Yeah, there yeah, was a lot totally. to it. But I always had this innate feeling that like God was really progressive. 
Like, I was like, there's no way God would do me for making a mistake or, like, like, I'm learning here. Like, I feel like he's forgiving. Well, well, in Catholicism, we go to confession and he (laughs) forgives us anyway. But I always felt like it was, like, very progressive and, like, yeah, I – this is what people tell me to believe, but I'm going to take it and – believe what I what I really feel. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not practicing, mm-hmm. haven't been for years, but mm-hmm. it's still, there's still a little bit of that, you know, of course, that little bit of Catholic guilt that you know, we're never going <laughs> to yeah. get rid of. But, um, <laughs> but there's also... Baked into us. Yes. Yeah. But there's also, you know, just that concept of, of something greater, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, I've got friends who are, you know, who are ex-Catholics who are like, okay, well, you know, there's no proof. I have no proof. There's, you know, and it's like, but you don't have proof that there isn't either. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, maybe, maybe there isn't some old man sitting in a chair creator. Maybe we all came from us, from ourselves, you know, maybe. Yeah. And the best analogy was something my wife gave me one time. She said, I was like, how can we go back to the, uh, the, the, the sources she reads from calls it source energy. Cause we are energy oh, yeah. on a scientific level. We are energy, mm-hmm. you know, the same atoms and all that kind of stuff. And going back to source energy and it's like, well, how is that possible? And the, the description she gave me, and I don't know if she came up with this or if she read this somewhere, but it's like a drop of rain is still a drop of rain, but then it can go back to the ocean. And it's like, ah, that makes sense. There's the source. There's your source. You go back to source, you become part of the greater whole, and then you go split off and become a piece of rain again, or a piece of rain, a drop of rain, <laughs> you know, but uh, or a puddle or whatever, you know, um, in that regard. So it's like, okay, that makes sense to me. And so source would be that greater creator, if you will. You know, so yeah. me and, and I've heard plenty of people say we are all part of a God or God or whatever you want to call it, the creature, you know, but it's just fascinating to me because I think this, sorry, I'm rambling. Oh, no, you're not. No, I, I I'm right there with you, though. That's awesome. That's I, awesome. I do feel like the, um, the source or God, it's all this, it's almost all the same. It's yes. just how you perceive it or choose to believe exactly. what you want. And and then there's, and then there are people who turn off to all of it too. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And that always makes me, I'm always really curious about um, those who choose not to believe in any sort of like source or yeah. God and um, what makes a person spiritual and what makes a person not spiritual like what turns a person on to having that layer where not everyone has has that sense of spirituality exactly exactly and 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 i've wondered about that too and and it could be a case of you know maybe it's just was never brought up to them Mm -hmm. you know um you know in 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 any means um because again like i said we're not we're not quote unquote church going types Mm -hmm. But we still have discussions like this, you know, mm-hmm. so my kid has been exposed to that. So he'll probably have some kind. And if he wants to go, boot, you know, be whatever type of religion, I'm fine. Do your thing, you know, do whatever you want to do. If you don't want to, that's fine too. You know, I don't, I'm not going to push that on anybody, but I've wondered about that too. Like what triggers someone to just go, I don't, I, I can't accept any of this. It doesn't make any sense to me. And, and it's like, but you're still... You know, you do, do you believe in something after, after you die? And, uh, you know, and I've had people say, it's not that I don't think anything happens. I just don't have proof that something does. It's like, well, we're not going to get proof. Sorry, you're shit out of luck on that yeah. one. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's the biggest joke is we don't find, we don't get the punchline till we're dead. You know? Yeah. Do you want, do you think it's, um, and I don't want to offend anyone, but do you think it's 
almost like not wanting to go there, like almost lazy thinking. Like I don't want to bother with thinking about what could happen after. I've wondered that. I've wondered that too. Or maybe there's again some kind of ingrained Catholic guilt type of thing, you know, religious guilt oh, that's causing systematic. them to not want to question, so they just shut it all off. Oh, okay. Even, you know. Okay. But yeah, I mean, and who knows what it could be? And, and you know, there are some people who are just like, ah, oh, this is all fairy tale type stuff. It's like, well, you know what? <laughs> if that helps you sleep better at night, I'm not going to argue it. Yeah. You know, I, it, but again, me, I like the fairy tale type stuff. Oh, I like me to too. contemplate this. I love. I like to think about it too. It's all. It, I I don't like finite things. Yes, I like things exactly. that are like flowing and yes, yes. Lucid, you know, you know, totally. Where where you know there is no. Well, I mean that there is really no right and wrong. I mean every every event is neutral. Everything that happens is neutral. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people who do atrocities to other people, but to them it was the right choice. You know, so every, everything throughout history, there's a good guy and a bad guy, but it depends on who you're talking to. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like death is one of those things where it's like, you can look at it as a bad thing, but it's actually a neutral event and it's how you respond to it and it's how your soul responds to it. Mm -hmm. And earlier in this podcast, you called it the great neutralizer, didn't you? Yeah. Neutralizer, equalizer, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. It's extremely neutral. It's neutral and it's very un, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, very like no emotion, you know, Mm. it's very just, it's neutral. Yeah. It's a fact. It's a fact. It (laughs) is a fact, you know? And it's like, it's just, you know, it's unfortunate that some people think that they have the choice to be able to cause that to somebody else. You know, they can decide when it happens to somebody or not, you know, I mean, accidents happen, but I'm talking about, you know, major human atrocities of, of various genocides and things of that nature, you know, um, that's where, you can arguably say, okay, there is some bad stuff going on there. In their minds, they're thinking they're doing the right thing. But, yeah, you know, there's certain things you almost can't deny. When you're mm-hmm. killing innocent people for superficial reasons, oh, that, you know, there there is no good guy in that. You know, except for the people dying. You know, they're the good guys. So, but, you know. And it really does depend on your beliefs, too. Like, yeah, no, it absolutely does. there are going to be really religious people who will say, like, you have fulfilled your days that God has chosen for you. Absolutely. And that's where it neutralizes again. It's um, those moments where someone's killed atrociously. Despicable. But yeah. there's always those neutralize. You can neutralize it using your thoughts. You can neutralize thoughts. it totally. And and you can make it into uh, uh, a case where if you think of it on uh, an astral plane type of thinking, okay, so they're going to come back and ride live to, you know, life 2.0. They're going to give it another shot. Yeah. Or they're going to be able to watch those DVDs. I love that concept. <laughs> watch those life plays. I'm glad I introduced yeah, that. Yeah, no, you. I never even thought about that. That is so good because then, yeah, that's that's a way, that would be a way for you to come back and just pick up somewhere else yeah. and start a new timeline, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where, you know, it, it is it is an atrocity though that yeah. that something like that happens. But um, and there was a point I was going to make with this, and I I lost it. You know, I'm glad I'm glad we're recording this. <laughs> well, I was going to try and cover it up, but I failed. Well, <laughs> it's all good. We we can go to a different topic. Yeah, yeah. With the with the um, DVD concept. Yes. One thing that also could be added into that is like, how many times are you going to relive the same life, and okay. then at what point do you get tired of those? DVDs? DVDs. Yeah. Say I've lived this life in and out, sideways, forwards, backwards. I want to take 
on a new life and a new form and yeah. try over again. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of, that kind of integrates um, reincarnation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, where the other is more astral projection, not even astral projection, but more like uh, um, multi-plane quantum existence. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to throw quantum in there. Yeah, you know? that sounds right to it me. It sounds good. Scientific. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, uh, existential Mm, you know, uh, mm-hmm. kind of thing with the same entity that you were or, yeah. or the person that you were. But yeah, you're like, that could be exactly mm-hmm. where, you know, I'm sick of this movie. I want another movie. Yeah. And then making that choice too, to say, I'm good with never living this life again. Yeah. And yeah. who knows? I haven't decided in this theory whether or not you could revisit lives you've tucked away and retired before you choose another life <laughs> yeah. to, to live. And then you live that one through and then you repeat it. And exactly. I, I always find that, I don't know. I, I love the idea of being able to come back to this earth in a totally different form and, yeah. and you know, have different knowledge and being in a different country or different race just to yeah. have that like expansion of, understanding absolutely absolutely the only unfortunate thing is is that you forget everything you learned before when you come back yeah so you know what i mean otherwise mm-hmm. we'd all be getting along fine you know <laughs> so but when you go to the other side yeah. then you remember it well the funny <clears throat> thing the interesting thing is some if you go with a different theory so you do you keep those lessons with you yeah but people aren't on different life they are on different numbers of lives than you. So if you've lived True. one life, you're going to have a very like close-minded yeah. perspective. You've lived ten different lives. You're going to have the wisdom of ten lives, but you don't. It's just going to appear that you're a more wise person in that life. Yeah, if that makes sense. That's no, what I thought. I, too. I, no, I, you're, and you're right. And in all honesty, I've I've often wondered. I've often wondered if people who are and I, I don't want this to come out the wrong way. I honestly wonder if there is such a thing as, as a reincarnation. I think people who are mentally disabled mm-hmm. are a higher plane of existence. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times you rarely meet somebody who has – we'll just say someone with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. You rarely meet someone who has, who has Down syndrome who's an asshole. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, it's true. It's so true. They're very happy most of the time. And I've seen, we had this guy named, um, oh, what was his name? Uh, I think it was Matt. And he came through Matt or, or, or Mar- no, Mark, Mark, that was his name. And he was, and we had the cleaning crew. Uh, I worked for an organization that would work with people with special needs and you'd see him get pissed, but he was never mean at anybody. He'd mm. get upset. There's a difference. You yeah. Know? He would get upset. But he would come up and he'd be like, hey, how you doing? Give everybody high fives and how you doing today? And, you know, and it's almost like I personally think that people, people who, who, who have that kind of existence are an old soul because they don't have any reason to, to not be completely unfiltered and happy. And, you know, uh, not that they're going to say things unfiltered like, you know, people do to, to, to be mean. But is this coming across right? Oh, I totally see what you're saying. I can, I can see where you're coming from with this. When you're in... A situation like you have Down syndrome, you're going to be given a set of challenges. Yes, that like a uh, an able-bodied, able mental yeah. person w- doesn't have to deal with. And I think exactly. when you're given adversity, y- 
it does make your soul vibrate at that higher level. I, it, absolutely, absolutely. And, and and again, I think I think also people that have issues like that, mm-hmm. um, uh, disabilities or whatever, are there to remind the rest of us of this is all trivial. Yeah. You know, I saw a video today that I shared on my uh, on the Facebook page mm-hmm. of a four year old kid walking with his cane. For the mm-hmm. first time off of a curb, you hear mom and dad encouraging him. They're like, "Come on, come on, you can do it!" And he's like, "I can do it," you know. And he, and he, it was, it was incredible, you know. Yeah. But it's like, don't lose sight of the simple things. Mm-hmm. You know? We take for granted so much. Yes. And then when you see someone who does not have that privilege, yeah, it, it's like, what? Why am I huffing and puffing about this when <laughs> this person is learning to walk and it's the best day of their lives? And it's the best day of their lives. Or they mm-hmm. got one of those ear implants and they hear their mom's yeah, voice I love for the first those time. Videos. Oh, I I'm such too. a sucker I, for those videos. I, I'm such a big baby. You know, but, uh, <laughs> can I go on a tangent a little bit? Absolutely. Thinking about China. Okay. So I've been to China. My sister has an affinity really? for China. Okay. And um, so I went to China and it's the most culturally rich, amazing place. I'm sure. When I was there probably eight years ago, I don't know how things have changed, but there is um, a very saddening disregard for the disabled or in, really? in, that, in the country, at least what I, I saw on the streets. Gotcha. So, you you know, we toured the Forbidden City and then you exit the Forbidden City and you see people who are burn victims and people gotcha. without legs. And yeah. So they're just begging on the streets. And I remember there was someone, and this is one of the most like moving moments of my life. There was a person who had no legs mm-hmm. and they had create created some sort of we, like wooden wheeling platform for okay. them to be able to walk with their hands walk with their hands and they were asking for money so i i went up to the person and i went to give them you know some money Mm -hmm. and i'm thinking this person because i've never seen a person just living in that state without like a wheelchair yeah exactly all the help yeah and so the person just looked at me and was like thank you it was so, like, I'm thinking it's going to be this... Magical moment uh, kind of thing. <laughs> it, not even... I'm thinking the person's going to be, like, a, um, I don't want to sound... It just felt like, in that state, looking at them, it felt so dehumanizing. Yeah. I almost felt like this person's going to have a scary voice or this gotcha. person's going to... Yeah. And it was just like, thank you, that, thank you. Just very, yeah, very matter And it was like, this person's a human, oh my God. Exactly, and yeah. Like, whoa. That's... And I almost cried just then and there because you saw I saw the soul. Yes. I saw the spirit. Yes. And when you're when there's someone who's totally um I hadn't experienced that scene, even that level of disabled yeah, yeah. before. Because because they were pro it sounds like they were just probably all on their own. Oh, totally on Left their own. Left on their own. Totally abandoned. Wow. And just had to yeah, that's that's yeah, That's got, that had to have been rough. It was really, it was really sad to see. And like, out of respect the for them, you don't want to start bawling in front of them, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, I was like, but, you're uh, welcome. <clears throat> yeah, but you know what? That's that's right there. That's the best thing you can do. Mm-hmm. You know, is is treat them like a person. You know, you gave yeah. them some money, and they're like, thanks. Hey, yeah. no problem. It was so. Um, it was such a human interaction. Absolutely, where it felt like it would have been. 
so different because the person felt otherworldly to me. Yeah, the person, yeah. It almost felt it felt so foreign. Yeah, yeah. Well, and there you go. I mean, that maybe that's the whole point of, or not the whole point, but the whole concept that I was talking about earlier with the disability is that they came back here to face a very strong mm-hmm. challenge, more lessons to learn, and more lessons to give. Mm-hmm. You know, you it touched you. Yeah. You know, I oh, mean, I think there um, people who are brought on this earth who have really challenging lives mm-hmm. sometimes or they die young or something yeah. they're there to to teach people um lessons to bring them to a higher level yes appreciate the time you've got you mm-hmm. know appreciate everything because it is again it's so it is so precious you know every time i see one of those um you know, crosses on the side of the road with all the flowers and everything, and you see mul- it, it really busts me up. I mean, not like I start blubbering while I'm driving on the highway or something like that, because that's dangerous. But <laughs> I'll be another one of those myself. <laughs> but where it's like, you sit there and go, God, you know, you see one cross, and it's like, okay, what happened? When you see three or four or two big ones and three little ones, and it's just like, oh, God, you know, because it can happen at any moment. Yeah. You know? And that's the that's the scary thing and it's almost you don't want to think about it too much no because no. it can become crippling yes in a way like oh yeah turn into anxious thoughts and and then anxieties. you're paranoid and yeah. then you don't want to leave and then you, yeah no absolutely and that that i can see being a slippery slope real easy you know? and you could though like there's it's all over the news it's all over the place oh, yeah yeah um tragedies happen every day yeah yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, you know, but I guess that's one of the things that, uh, you know, being human, the risk of, well, they say the risk of living is dying, you know? Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. I you know? heard that one. I mean, it's, and it's like, and, but at the same sense, it's like, if you, if the worst thing that can happen, I mean, yeah, there are worse things than dying. There are things that can happen that you wish for death, you know? But if the ultimate end result, you know, thing that you could have happened to you is dying. And if you're not afraid of that, I think there's some comfort in that too. There is. You know. Uh, have you talked to anyone on the show who um, is afraid to die? Not yet, no. Because I'm always very curious about that perspective. Yeah. and Because I've always been pretty comfortable with the concept of death. It feels natural to me. But then there are people who are very scared of death. Oh, yeah. I used to be terrified of it. Oh, I used to be terrified of it. And then it was like, I started, you know, thinking about it and it's like, okay, well, I, what kind of gave me the peace of mind of saying there has to be something else. Because if you think, if Mm. you look at our universe, just from a, from a, in what I would deem as a logical, you know, type of thing, you've got the big bang where they say the entire universe was all condensed in something the size of a walnut. And all Mm. of a sudden we've got vast expansion, you know, trillions upon trillions of galaxies and in each of those galaxies you've got billions of stars you know and you've got this little planet this little blue marble spinning out in space and there's seven billion people on that and you sit there and go well well, that's a lot of people it's like really is it is it really a lot of people when you're talking the vast emptiness and the vast you know the fact that we exist the fact that we are here If you were to, it would be like the equivalent of taking a dart and throwing it at Jupiter on a dartboard and hitting bullseye 300 times. (laughs) That is, you know, think about it. That's the astronomical unlikelihood that we would evolve from whatever, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's just, yeah. And it's, okay, that can't happen on accident. 
Now, I'm not saying, again, that some, you know, old man in a chair or a flying spaghetti monster created this. <laughs> but, you know, what if, you know, what if, again, it was part of that Big Bang, that we are yeah. part of the Big Bang, that we are part of that expansion of space, and we... <clears throat> excuse me, geez, collectively joined as that source energy and then was like, we will us to be, you know? Have you ever taken it to the next level and thought that all of us collectively are just like a speck of, speck of dust? Oh, totally. Or like a cell in one person's in body? In one person's body, absolutely. I've I've gone down that rabbit hole. Uh, yes, yeah. Or <laughs> we're, we're the science experiment of some fourth grader somewhere. <laughs> You know, we're in a petri dish. Yeah, we're in a petri dish. In fact, I remember when I saw there was a Simpsons episode where Lisa, Lisa put like a tooth or something, and all of a sudden a, a civilization grew from it and all that. And I'm like, yeah, totally. You know, oh. that's that is exactly what we could be. You know, mm-hmm. doesn't mean the the fourth grade kid is any less of a god to us. Mm-hmm. You know, they created us. You know, I mean, we I've heard the concept that we are. You know, we could be just the gunk under somebody's fingernail. You yeah. know, I mean, it, it, we don't know. There's mm-hmm. no way of knowing. You know, and it's just wow. It, it, it's mind blowing when you sit there and you think about all the possibilities of what we could be. I just thought of us all being one someone's like cancerous tumor at this point, <laughs> because <laughs> with the way the world is going, yeah, that's probably what really, we are. We're gonna like the cancerous tumor. Keep attacking or, ourselves. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, eating we can't ourselves. Heal ourselves. <laughs> we're getting worse by the minute. All of a sudden, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what Armageddon is. It's just yeah. a biopsy. You know, we're just removed, <laughs> discarded. <laughs> Exactly. One big. We're just waiting for the next biopsy. Yeah, yeah. You know they happen every six thousand years. So, <laughs> but uh, anyway, on that note, I uh, I think this is a good place to stop because that was uh, that was. I love this. I love this stuff. So, I definitely do appreciate you coming out and just contemplating the possibilities. You know. Oh, thank you so much. It was so fun. Very interesting. Absolutely. I'm going to be thinking about this for like even more. I'm just going to keep going with our theory. Yeah, totally. Just keep you know and see how. <clears throat> sometimes I love to see how crazy they can be. Oh yeah. Because again, who's to say it's wrong or right? You know, I'm going to get competitive and listen to some of your other podcasts and then see like who has more strange ideas than me. <laughs> hey, the DVD concept <laughs> is great. I love it. You know, because everybody always talks, you know, about about I, I've heard and not not that everybody talks about this, but I've heard of the concept of watching your life and being judged. You know, that was a Catholic upbringing, you know, yeah, or, yeah. or having your life, re, you know, relayed back to you. But uh but the whole concept of being able to go back mm-hmm. and live your old life, mm-hmm. that's new to me. Wow. You know, good. yeah, that is new to me because I've heard of going back and living a different life. But being able to go back and relive moments that you loved and then starting another timeline or whatever, you know, yeah. that's awesome. Because, again, it's that whole two-dimensional being to a three-dimensional being mm-hmm. to a fifth-dimensional being. We have no concept, mm-hmm. you know, so – Again, thank you for thank you for joining me. So you're welcome. Uh, this was very cool, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed this a lot. So thanks for having me. Thank you. Now we're gonna have that odd, comf- uncomfortable silence here while I pause. It. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my conversation with Meg McCabe. I really had a lot of fun on that one. Uh, a lot of good stuff. A lot of interesting concepts about the afterlife. Uh, things I hadn't contemplated before. And if you want to learn more about Meg, you can go to her blog at babygotbackblog.com a lot of useful useful resources in there a lot of interesting things to go and take a look at uh, you can reach out to her to get her help for uh, eating disorders and uh, 
yeah, just reach out to her. I'm sure she'd love to hear from you. And in the meantime, have yourself a good day and have yourself a good life. Take care of yourself.